Porn Masturbation Recovery Choices. I'm Dr. Trish Lee. In this video, I want to respond to a question to a dear member of my tribe, of my program, who has a question about what to do in his relationship since he's been going through porn brain rewire, porn masturbation, hypersexuality recovery. So in this video, I want to break down just quickly what recovery looks like and then when you cross the bridge into successful recovery on the other side should be a healthy sex life for you, your partner, or attracting a healthy partner to you. So I want to talk about that as number two briefly. And then number three, talk about the choices that you have. So stay with me because what we all don't realize in this life is that we have so many choices we feel paralyzed, but there's actually choice in everything we do. And that's the last thing we're going to look at together. And within those choices will be solution for you. So number one, let's talk about porn and masturbation, compulsion, addiction, hypersexuality, uh, whatever you want to call it. If you're dependent upon going into the screen, masturbation, fantasy, lusting, hypersexuality, sexual acting out, then there is a recovery process that's necessary to be able to put those issues behind. And the reason that it's important is because number one, it damages your brain. Yes, cliche as it's becoming to the world, at least not to me, porn damages your brain and it creates an unhealthy, dysregulated brain pattern that becomes locked in. That brain pattern is what creates all the issues and the heartache and the challenges and the struggle and the suffering for you. That neuro-rigid, unhealthy brain pattern, I call it the pendulum effect, a brain that's running too fast and running too slow. And basically, it changes the dopamine mechanisms in the brain. It desensitizes the reward center in your brain. It decreases functioning in the frontal lobe, which impairs the reward pathways. And in doing so, it makes it so that you have to go back to the screen. You feel the need to go back to masturbation just to feel okay. So that's at the root mechanism. So what needs to happen is when you leave those behaviors behind through a comprehensive program for most people, that's what my 90-day program does for people and does for you, my dear friend, that I made this video for. Um, the videos I have in my podcast are like the lending library. The 90-day program is the program that walks you through. So the person I'm making this video for has been very successful in doing all of the steps, unwiring that brain pattern that was wired in from porn and masturbation, recognizing these hypersexual behaviors and changing them, rewiring the brain using technology and coaching techniques and strategies and tools using the mind and the body to reinforce the brain training that we do with technology. Getting to the other side of that is the hardwire phase. And that's what I'm talking about in this video. To hardwire in all those beautiful changes, it's imperative to create a life of integrity with a foundation that every day you wake up and you go into a life that you feel great about. Part of that is a healthy sex life. So here comes the question. The question is, I've done all those things. I'm not watching porn anymore. I'm not masturbating anymore. I'm not lusting anymore. I've gotten rid of fantasy, which is a really big challenge. This is the person's question. 
Now my wife won't be with me sexually. There's no sexual relationship. When we are together, she thinks I'm, when we try, when I've tried to be together, she thinks I'm using her. You know, I'm not allowed to go into the bathroom because she doesn't want me potentially masturbating. I'm not allowed to shave because that's considered hypersexual. So here's what's going on. If your partner doesn't trust you still today because of behaviors that you've had in the past, what needs to happen is communication between you and your partner. Now, I know you, my friend who asked this question, I know we've had this conversation so many times, but I also know that I can tell you it here again today and you may not be able to do the thing that you need to do today. And I was thinking about this in preparation for making the video and that's gonna lead to the choices that we'll talk about. But I was thinking about, you know, you can hear a message over and over, but sometimes it takes the right timing for that message to sink in. And I hope today is the right time for the message because you've done everything you need to do to be able to get to the other side of the most difficult part. And there, there should be the reward. You've won. You should be able to get the reward in the real world. It's imperative for you that you do. So your partner can't tell you what to do. What we're talking about here is taking unhealthy arousal, hypersexuality, shifting it into healthy arousal, moving it towards healthy sexuality. And if you've done that, then all the behaviors of the past, you should have under control for you, not for her. Now, this is very important because you, you do this journey for you. And maybe you were motivated into the journey for her. But when you get into the journey, it should really be so that you become the best version of yourself. You become the top tier version of you. I had the conversation with my 19-year-old son the other day. He was alpha mailing me. And I'm like, we all should be the alpha version. And you're not here to compare yourself to other people. You're here to compare yourself to the you of a year and a half ago. You're a different person than you were a year and a half ago. But she doesn't see that. She doesn't believe that. She doesn't know that to be true. Now, that's for one of two reasons. One is because you haven't shown her and you haven't been able to communicate that to her. Number two, she doesn't want to see it because of her own stuff. And there's other versions in there, but it's some combination of that. So let's move on to number three, which is the choices. The choices that you have are two, either stay in the relationship the way that it is, having her tell you what you can and cannot do, having her set the parameters of what's okay for you, which you'll never be able to live up to if she doesn't believe you're doing them anyways. So that's a recipe for disaster. You can start communicating with her. And I know in your particular case, she's not willing to go to couples therapy, which is tragic because if you're not able to communicate with each other just by yourselves, having an emotionally healthy regulated person who's an outsider and a bystander, especially a professional who knows the right, you know, strategies to help you to be able to communicate better. Therapy or coaching can be really powerful to be able to bridge the gap of, you know, where you used to be to where you want to go. So getting professional help in communicating can be really, really important, especially if you're doing what you need to. Because if you're not able to convince her, then you may have 
be able to if you have somebody else help you communicate. But if she's stonewalling you because of her own issues from the past, and she's not able to move into the future in a healthy relationship because she's used to being an unhealthy one, the work she needs to do is inside her. It's inside her. So you go back to the choices. You can stay in the situation the way that it is and never end up at the pot of gold on the other side of the rainbow. That would be tragic because you're doing what you need to do to get into a healthy relationship. But if your partner's unhealthy, it takes two people to tango in a healthy relationship. Two people. It takes two people to tango. Healthy relationship. It only takes one unhealthy person to make a relationship unhealthy. So if you've become emotionally healthy and she hasn't joined you in that journey, then you may not be able to get to the relationship that you want and deserve, which is a bummer. It's tragic in my mind. And there's a way that you can communicate that to her. And this is where your journal comes into play. You can say, babe, I've grown through this process and I want you to grow with me. And I feel this disconnect between us because we are not on the same page. And I want to get on the same page about this. I'm doing the things that I need to do. Now, it goes back to the choices. So you can choose to live in that existence. You can choose to communicate with her. Now, when it comes to choosing to communicate, sometimes it gets worse before it gets better. And I know I've had to do this with the hubs a bunch of times because he's, you know, avoiding something that needed to be addressed. And then what I would do is avoid it because I don't want conflict. I'm literally taught from my childhood to avoid conflict at all times. So now you probably heard me say this. When I feel that thing inside me saying, approach and engage, it feels like fear. And when I have the fear because I'm not sure of the outcome, then I can cross over into courage and go and talk to him and say, we need to talk about this. And then he'll go, I can handle this right now. And then I'll say, I get you can't handle it right now, but we still need to talk about it. It's not going away until we address and resolve it. And, you know, I'll say, put your big boy pants on. Put my big girl pants on. You and I need to talk about this. It may, I said it to him last week, because we have to decide what we're doing about our home and all that jazz. We're living in a new home. We still have our old home. And I... I'm like, dude, we need to talk about this. And he was on the phone. He's going, Trisha's trying to talk to me. And I'm like, hang up so we can argue. <laughs> and then he's like, why haven't you told me this before? And I'm like, I have been telling you this for nine months. But every time I approach, you get mad and you want to argue. And I haven't had the bandwidth to argue. But today, I need you to understand this needs to happen. And then he's like, oh, you're right. And he's just been avoiding it because he doesn't want to deal with it. But the avoiding's over. Now it's time for us to buckle down and figure out what we're going to do. Now is the time, my friend, for you to buckle down and figure out what you're going to do. You can stay in the existence and ignore it. I call that planned ignoring when you're like, you know, it is what it is, but I have little kids and I'm going to stay here. I work with so many people that tragically stay caught in this whole thing until their children are grown at everybody's expense. Nobody wins. Divorce isn't what crushes kids. It's the way parents treat each other that crushes kids. And that's science proves that. Not that I want anybody to get separated. I actually want you to resolve it. But you need your wife to resolve it with you. And if she can't, you have to keep approaching and engaging. 
You have to keep showing up. You have to make the appointment for the couple's therapist and tell her, if you are not at this meeting, then whatever boundary you're willing to set. Because one of these days, you're going to have to get off the roller coaster. You're going to say to yourself, and hopefully you don't freak out when you do it, but you're going to say to yourself, today's the day that I'm not doing this for one more second. And it all comes down to choices. Now, your wife has the choice to be with you, even though she's not sure if you're masturbating when you're in the bathroom. Her choices are, can I be with him? And he tells me he's not masturbating, but I you know, he has been for 10 years. Can I still be with him? And if the answer is no, then she has choices. She can choose to leave the relationship. You can choose to change the relationship. You can choose to heal the relationship. You can choose to change all the parameters within the relationship. But what I'm here to tell you is when one partner controls another partner, it never ends well for both people because the goal of this recovery program is an interdependent relationship, a relationship where you're top tier partners and you're walking side by side, not one person ahead of the other at one time and the other person ahead at another. It's not this victim, perpetrator, rescuer triangle. It's not you know, she gets to tell you what to do. And if you're a partner listening, because I know partners are listening to these videos too, you don't want to control him. You're not his mother. So when I feel this stuff come up with my own husband, I was thinking about this because I also don't want to say like, you know, we shouldn't be respecting each other. That's the healthy part. You have to get to be a healthy partner. When you're a healthy partner, you can look inside and you can go, you know, this is not cool. She can't tell me what to shave and when she can't tell me, you know, what I can and can't do in the bathroom. She literally can't. She shouldn't be. But if you respect her and you know that it makes her uncomfortable if you masturbate in the bathroom then you should be respecting that and not be masturbating in the bathroom. And if you can't do that, then we're talking about unhealthy versus healthy. And, you know, I was thinking about this with the hubs and I in our relationship because sometimes stuff will come up for me, but it's me. So like, you know, if he, and this doesn't happen anymore, thankfully, but like, you know, in the past, if he was going out with his friends and I'm at home with four babies and he's going on golf weekend and I'm like, dang, that man's, you know, who knows what that man will be doing. And I'm here taking care of four babies. Like, that's my choice. So now I will literally say that to myself. I want to be home with my kids. Last weekend, he was out at golfing with his friends and then having dinner and drinks and all that jazz. And he texted me. He's like, you know, meet me over here. And I'm like, he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm hanging with the kids. And now they're teenagers. So they're a lot of fun to hang out with. It's all kinds of weird they don't need taken care of. They need hanging out with. So, you know, he texts me. He's like, meet me out. I'm like, I don't want to. I'm, I'm hanging with the kids. We'll see you when you get home. And the cool thing is like, now I can see my choice in that. I made the choice to stay home with my kids. Even back when they were babies, I made the choice. And so if I'm uncomfortable because he's going, I have to look into that. Like, what is that about me? And I've always trusted him, but if it's your partner doesn't trust you to go on a boys weekend because she's not sure what you're going to do. And if that's based on unhealthy behaviors in the past, then it's your job out of respect to make her feel at ease. That's you respecting her. So it's not like you have to do what she says. You want to do things out of respect for your partner. That's where you need to get. 
So if you don't want, if you, if you say to yourself, I'm not going to masturbate in the bathroom because out of respect for my partner, that's awesome. Not because she told you you can't. Cause I would never tell my husband, we have a thing like we would never tell each other what to do or what not to do. But it's very clear the boundaries that each of us is comfortable with. And those boundaries are the things that are important because then we choose to respect each other's boundaries because we've learned over a really long time. It wasn't inherently this way. We've learned over a really long time how to communicate those boundaries to each other. This is what makes me feel comfortable. And honestly, there's been a few times and I, my spider senses were tingling these few times and they, they're legit. They're totally legit times where I'd, I'd say, babe, watch yourself there. It's making me uncomfortable. And he'd be, he wouldn't see it until he saw it because my spider senses don't tingle unless there's something to tingle about. And in those few moments, he's made choices that I didn't say you can't go there. Or you can't hang out with that person or you shouldn't be talking to that person. I said, that seems unhealthy and it's making me uncomfortable. That's communicating how I feel, not what he has to do or, or doesn't have to do. And then we've had situations. We had a situation happen yesterday where I'm like, this thing might make you uncomfortable. What do you, you know, what do you think? And he's like, go for it. I'm not uncomfortable. And, you know, I was teasing him about that. I probably should check back in just to make sure that something that I'm about to do that could be crossing a boundary doesn't make him feel uncomfortable out of respect for him, not because he would tell me not to. So to go back to the choices is, so you have the choice to live with a woman who tells you what to do or what not to do, which I would encourage you not to do that because that's not a happy existence. Your wife has the choice to live with you doing the things that you want to do. So if shaving in the bathroom is something she doesn't want you to do, it's your right to do it. And then when you do it, it's going to create conflict. But you have to be ready for the conflict because the conflict leads you to resolution. But the resolution may not be the outcome that you want if she can't meet you in this. That's why the exercise, so get your journal out again. And I do this with people in my neurofeedback coaching program is to do a pre-mortem. Take the, your relationship and take it all the way to the, to the worst case scenario. And I've done this in my own life. Like, what's the worst case scenario right now? And, you know, um, and the times when the hubs and I had, were in a situation and it was rocky, I'm like, okay, what's the worst case scenario? And we had a practice together at the time. I'm like, the worst case scenario is if I leave, he has the practice. So literally I have no job. I have no money. I have five kids. I have no home, so I'd have to get an apartment. I'd have no stuff. You can tell the kind of person I am. I, I'm the one who ended up with no business and no stuff. And he ended up with all of it in my worst case scenario. I would have to start over again. So I'd have to date people, which was obviously is terrifying. You know, I, I worked myself to the very worst case scenario. And guess what? I was still alive. You know, I'm like, we would have to... The kids would have to go back and forth between two homes, which that would really stink. You know, and then I got myself to a place where, he, you know, he really is my best friend. And I hope your partner is your best friend, even below all the junk that's going on. 
That's my hope for you. And if that's not the case, you can evaluate that. But, you know, I'm like, you know, I love him. So I want to have a nice relationship with him forever. So even if we get to that point, I will make sure we have a nice relationship. I will be fine. And the, the way, long story short, I pre-mortem that thing all the way to the end. And I was always going to be fine. And at the end of it, it was going to be changes. And, you know, I would tell myself in those days where I'm like, I'm going to destroy our family. I'm not going to destroy our family. I'm going to change the unhealthy dynamics that we have right now in our family. And that's what I'm talking about. Divorce doesn't crush kids. It's all those unhealthy dynamics between partners, parents who clearly are not on the same page in a loving relationship. That's the stuff that crushes kids. That's why if you're going to stay in that, it has ramifications to it. Every choice you make has ramifications or implications to it. And when you think about them, they're very scary because change is terrifying. But when you feel fear and you can move towards it, approach and engage, there will be conflict, but conflict leads to resolution. Staying in unhealthy dynamics and not ruffling any feathers doesn't lead you to where you need to be. So let's just put a bow on this. She can't tell you what to do. It's not her place. And you shouldn't even want to be in a relationship where your partner tells you what to do. But partners should respect each other. And it's a weird place to get to. But when you get there, it's amazing. Because when you get there, what you're doing is you're both holding on to your true authentic self when you find that self. And then you get to live your life next to each other. It's not all entangled. It's not all disentangled. It's really, really crucial. Okay, I hope this helps you out. And I hope you can move towards the decision that you need to make because soon, if not now, soon will be the time. Because going back to, you know, part of this porn brain recovery journey is establishing a healthy sex life. And you can't do that with a partner who won't be with you and who won't talk to you about any of these issues. You need communication and then you need to practice healthy sexuality with a partner who wants to have fun and engaging pleasurable sex with you. And that's what you deserve for sure. Okay. I hope it helps you out. And as always, control your brain or it'll control you.